I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where we cook up a dish my guest has always wanted to learn. Before I opened up a brick-and-mortar cooking school in New York City, all my teaching took place in my students' kitchens. Now, with a microphone in hand, I'm going back into their homes, so you have a chance to come along with me. Today I'm in Astoria, Queens, in the home kitchen of Chef Jay Jung. For this episode, I'm thrilled to play the role of student as she teaches me how to cook a proper Korean pancake, one that is featured in the new cookbook called A Place at the Table that highlights the recipes of foreign-born chefs in America. Jay moved to New York from Seoul, Korea at the age of 29 to attend the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park. For the last 10 years, she's been working nonstop in the nation's top restaurants with a pivotal stop in New Orleans, where she found a lot of culinary similarities with the foods of her native Korea. Until this month, Jay was a sous chef at the lauded Café Ballou in New York City and is now taking a well-deserved break from the culinary rat race. I was thrilled that she now had time to show me how to make this quintessential Korean dish while also letting me snack on her mother's year-old kimchi. Listen in. I'm here with Jay Jung uh, in Astoria, Queens. And today, like I mentioned in the intro, we're switching it around. I'm the student today, and I am thrilled to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled to be a teacher too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are cooking uh, a dish from your book, actually a couple, one of the dishes from your book, and then probably another variation. So what are we making mm. today? So we're going to make a shrimp and okra pancakes. Okay. With char scallion dipping sauce and tomato kimchi. Wonderful. Now, I when I spoke to you yesterday, you were running out to get the ingredients to make kimchi. Mm-hmm. So kimchi is not just something something you can actually make a day ahead, but also much more ahead. So you have you, a plate of kimchi here. Yes. Traditionally, you it takes a long time and a lot of work because you have to cure vegetables. Right. Rinse it, drain, and then you make the paste and ferment them. Okay. That's a usual process. However, you know, I like tomato kimchi. When I was, I used to cook in New Orleans. Yeah. And I, one day I went to a farmer's market and I saw them selling green, pickled green tomato. Okay. I was like, I can make kimchi out of it, you know? <laughs> right. So I did a, a few experiments and it came out really well. So the tomato kimchi is a pretty quick because you know it's not it doesn't need to be yeah it's so it's it's also soft already okay and it's easy to marinate and in a day or two you can easily eat yeah so when you came to the states from korea when you Mm -hmm. were 29 which is much later than many foreign-born chefs come here so what what made you want to come all the way to the U.S. to get your culinary training. Uh, so I landed in February 1st, 2009. I would never forget the day. Oh, um, how come? During, because I cried the whole time during my 15-hour <laughs> flight. My mom was begging me not to go, okay. even at the airport. Oh. So that was really hard. So I was a translator. And that was my mom's wish. And you were I, a translator into English? Mm-hmm. Okay. In Korea. Working in the office, that was my mom's wish. And I always did as my parents wanted me to do. Okay. And, you know, working <laughs> as a translator wasn't really bad, but I just didn't love it so much. Right. It was boring. And so I was always looking for something to do after work. Yeah. And I'm, it was mostly going out to eat. You know, and then my mom opened up a restaurant. She did? Yeah. So I started, I was 25 and I started to help her out because my mom makes a really good dish, you know, 
food and she got a lot of people's review and maybe she was like, okay, maybe I should start. Okay. So I was helping her out. So it's her fault that you came to the States. She got you interested in food. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She didn't see it that way. (laughs) No. So I helped her out and then I was like, oh, I like the energy in the kitchen. Mm. I like the people interacting. You know, I like the, the restaurant business. Yeah. And I started to think I always was looking for something to do for the rest of my life yeah. that I'm really good at yeah. something that I love and that was cooking so I just kept on thinking what to do and helping my mom just got me an idea yeah. and then I know that I love tasting food that's my favorite thing to do yeah. Like even if I'm full I gotta taste the food <laughs> So I started to think about it seriously and I was reaching to the point where I need to start to settle down in Korea. Traditionally, as a woman, you live with your parents, you go to college. After several years of working, you start to settle down. That's like everyone does it. So, But I really didn't want to do it. And then also I thought that might be my last chance to go big. What if I go overseas? Yeah. And leave there. I like that expression, go big. Yeah. yeah. And that, that might be my last chance. What if I have seven kids? Yeah. What if I'm too old physically? I'm mm-hmm. not able to do it, yeah. you know, because cooking needs a lot of energy. So I started to think, and like, maybe this is the last chance I can go big, you know, so I can throw myself into yeah. something crazy and start over, you know, from scratch. So I was very excited and then also very nervous. But that was seriously the best thing that I've ever done. So were you researching cooking schools from yes. Korea? And so how did you, you chose to go to the, the so CIA, the Culinary Institute? Sex and the City, definitely. Sex uh, and the City? <laughs> <laughs> Who went to the CIA? New York. I mean, oh, oh. definitely gave me an idea. I was like, I, I like to leave and, yeah. you know, experience New York. I want to yeah. see what's really out there. You want to be a Sex and the City girl. Not really, but I wanted, you know, gave me an idea. It glamorized New York living, like as a single woman? Um, Yes, that's true, but I was very curious about life in, you know, in New York, because that seems very similar to the city life, but also very, it seemed very fascinating to me. Yeah. So I came, I was searching culinary school, and the best, you know, culinary school is in New York. That was a culinary instead of America. Yeah. So I was... But that was outside of New York because that's north of the city mm-hmm. in Hyde Park. Yes. Were I you did. surprised that that was not in the city when you went? I, or I, you- when I searched, it was outside of New York, yeah. but I was fine. Yeah. But like, I really wanted to go to the culinary school that would teach me. Yes. Well, that you was, did. Yeah, that, like I said, I could. That I, when I was making a decision, that was my last chance to go big. That's right. what was on my mind. Right. That's fantastic. Well, I'm so glad you made that choice. Has your mother <laughs> come you. around to that decision? It's been ten years. Uh, it's she is definitely proud, and yeah, she has been more supportive. Yeah. But it's a constant battle. She still wants me to move back to Korea. And every time I go see her, she would say something about it. Yeah. Has she been to visit here? Or do you she mostly did. Go? Oh, she did. Mm. Wonderful. 
So anyways, you're going to show us how to make some dishes, obviously, from your Korean influence, but also mixed with a little bit of your Southern influence. Because what mm. made you go to New Orleans after culinary school? So when I was in uh, Korea, one of my best friends who traveled the world told me, if you go to America, you need to go to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's right. It's pretty yeah. incredible down there. So I did my internship uh-huh. when Saints won the Super Bowl. Oh. It was I fell in love with the city so much, you know, people, music, food, hospitality, everything just, yeah. I, I didn't have enough for just four to five months for internship wasn't really enough for me. So after culinary school, I moved down okay. and I met amazing chefs like Leah Chase, yeah. Michael Galata at Restaurant August, yeah. uh, Chef Donald Link. I met so many amazing people and they gave me a huge impact on my career. That's fantastic. Well, I love that the, the, the dish that you're going to teach us today is a perfect blend of your Korean mm-hmm. influence and your New Orleans influence. Yes. Uh, so it we're is. doing a kimchi, we're doing a, a Korean pancake with shrimp and okra. Mm-hmm. Those are not normally no. combinations that go uh, in a traditional Korean pancake, but I'm. Yeah, in New Orleans, they yeah. do have shrimp. Okra and tomato, usual, you know, normal company combination. Yeah. So I got that idea and the insp- inspiration from the farmer's market, yeah. you know, and then uh, they used a lot of, you know, green onions, yeah. scallions. Yes. So I also charred the scallions and then chopped them into the dipping sauce That's, that doesn't exist right. in Korea. <laughs> great. Well, it sounds like a perfect marriage. Korean and Southern, who knew? Mm-hmm. Or New Orleans Southern. So I would love to talk about this plate of kimchi that we have here. We're going to use these ingredients both in the pancake, but also to eat alongside it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So where where is this kimchi from? So this is, uh, <laughs> this kimchi is from Seoul, Korea. Maine. It's a well-traveled batch of kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> 7,000 miles. I That's believe. an incredible yeah. journey. Yeah. <laughs> So we have... So your mom made this kimchi. Yeah, my mom made this and kimchi. And she somehow sent it here with no trouble. Yeah, she lab- always labels as jam. Jam, right. This is quote-unquote jam. Mm. Right. She cryobags it, but the power of a kimchi... I know, I can't believe you can't <laughs> smell you this through it, the packaging. It's, <laughs> it's everywhere. So there's yeah. three, or there's four different kinds of kimchi on this plate. Or there what? are three kimchis oh. and one special. Okay, so tell me about these. So this is a regular kimchi. It's so six months old. Six you, months seems like a long time. It's so old, yeah. but it still tastes. It doesn't have much funkiness. Okay. It's funky, but it's actually perfect. Okay. And we have a scallion, uh, scallion kimchi. Yep, made out of scallions. Yes, and then we have a same cabbage kimchi. But it's aged over a year. A year. That's amazing. Mm. And it doesn't even look old. It's still kind of vibrant and red. And, yes. And, uh, That's the beauty of yeah. kimchi. You know, you sometimes my mom has two-year-old kimchi. Yeah. The flavor changes, but the texture of the, the cabbage is still there. That's the right. beauty of I'm making actually, kimchi. I'm actually, I have to try this. Even yes. Let's see. This is the year-old kimchi. Yeah, it's a funky Oh, it is funky. It's a very funky. Woo! Sour and tar. It, yeah, it almost tastes, <laughs> it tastes like beer in the way that its uh-huh. beer is fermented. Uh-huh. It's got a kind of a funkiness to okay. it. So now this is the six-month kimchi. See so yes. if it's any less. Mm. That's it's what I'm like more, a salad. Right. I'm much more familiar with that. So in six months, mm. between the six months and the year, it really transforms. Yes. So people think uh, the older the kimchi is, yeah. the better it is. 
Yes and no. It's better for cooking. Right. When the kimchi is getting As old because it's tar tart and sour. Right. So, so it's you, more of an ingredient when it's a year. And, exactly. And you can eat it as a side dish. It's better it's to cook with a pork bellies and mackerels, something heavy. And right. when so it's it not the too fermented, like yeah. six months, you can eat it with the rice. You know, I love it's so good. I love together. that I'm eating kimchi that flew that far. <laughs> <laughs> and then here you made a fresh kimchi yesterday. Yes, so I it's did. in here. So it's a tomato kimchi that's from the book that I made. Uh, but the green tomato is out of season right, right. now, so I mixed it with the sugar plums. So sugar plums, plums and tomato kimchi. It's so beautiful and it's vibrant. More like a salad. Yeah. Yeah. A pickled salad. Yeah, so what does kimchi like mean? Is it just means pickled vegetable? It's fermented. Fermented vegetables. Fermented veg okay. vegetables. My mom also it doesn't always have to be vegetables. You could do it with fruits. She makes oh. unripe persimmon kimchi. Oh, that must it, be gorgeous. It's it's really, yeah. really good. Is persimmon a big fruit in Korea? It's very big. Ah. In many ways. Savory, dessert, yeah. drinks. Is it year-round? Because here persimmon no. is a fall fruit. Oh, yeah, it's the same, same thing. thing. Okay. So you do save, you know, you make like a dry them. Yeah. And make the punch out of it, poach it, and, you know, cool down. That's another preparation. So uh, there's a story about per, you know, persimmon in Korea. Okay. When you harvest it from the tree, you leave as a human, as a decent human. A decent human. You have to leave one persimmon in the tree for the birds for the winter. Okay. Otherwise, you are an, <laughs> a, an, an, in, <laughs> an indecent human. Yeah, you're not, you're not decent, you know. <laughs> oh, great. All right, well, I think we should move into the kitchen. I would love to learn how to make this pancake. Okay, so we're back in the kitchen with Jay. So will you tell me what we're making today? So we're gonna make shrimp and okra pancakes and tomato kimchi. So we're gonna make the tomato uh, pancake better first. Okay, this is where I really am gonna pay attention because I've made a couple of Korean pancakes mm. in my day and they're always gummy. I never seem to get a very good texture out of them. They don't fry right. So I'm gonna walk them like a hawk. So we're making the um, we're making the batter first, and do you have to let it rest? No, you don't have to. You just mix everything, and it's good to go. You can actually put scallions or, you know, bacon. I put bacon Ooh. once. But you, when you put bacon, so you want to pre-cook a little bit because okay. bacon takes a long time to get it crispy. So you cook the bacon first, and then you move it out of the mm -hmm. pan, and then you put the batter mm -hmm. in? Okay, great. And I saved the fat. Oh, of course. <laughs> you cook it in the baking pot. All right. So you can be really creative when it comes to make, you know, when you have the right batter, everything is just, you know, everything is going to be okay. So in a mixing bowl, okay. I'm going to put two eggs. Okay. So you're using a ladle. That's how you're whisking it together? I mean, I, I have to mix everything. Yeah. So here, and then I put, you know, some salt. Okay. And then a cup of, or two cups of water. Just plain room temperature water? Room temperature okay. water. So egg, salt, water. Egg, salt, water. So all the liquids first and yeah. then? Mm -hmm. okay. And then I will add one cup and a half, one and a half cup of a flour, AP flour. AP all purpose. So no mm -hmm. rice flour, no different, I always... You could add okay. rice flour, but rice flour gives you another texture. That makes you a little bit chewy, but if you put too much, it's I gonna be gummy. Maybe that's why I have such oh, gummy okay. pancakes. I think I read a recipe that said mm -hmm. uh, use rice flour. So you're using a ladle. I love this, a mm -hmm. plastic ladle. You're a chef who has worked at some of the finest Michelin star restaurants, <laughs> and you're using a plastic black <laughs> ladle 
to stir your flour and eggs together. Which I just want everybody to understand how wonderful that is because there are not fancy equipment. It doesn't matter whether you're a highly trained chef. You reach for what you've got. I'm sorry, I don't have. No, do not apologize. I love that. In fact, I, one of my previous podcasts, I went into this. This guy had no culinary experience. He's a bachelor. He's an optician. And we had to make a stir fry mm -hmm. using the same black plastic ladle you have because mm -hmm. he owned no other equipment mm -hmm. to cook with. <laughs> so I just cracked a little bit of black pepper, okay. fresh. So you're then, just stirring that until the, the clumps disappear. Right. So like Norm, I would usually reach for a whisk because I always have a hard time incorporating flour and liquid mm -hmm. together. Right. But I have full faith in you that this is going to come together. Yeah, you will. And then you really don't have to... I mean, a little bit of lumps are fine, okay? A little bit of lumps are fine. That is bit. good to know. Maybe yeah. I overbeat my batter. I know if you overmix. Yeah, you don't want to overbeat it. It's okay. Okay, so you've got some okra in your hand. What are you going to yes, do with Yes, I'm going to chop them. But I don't like to chop them too fast. Too, you know, depends. Then the slime comes out. Aha! So I've been, you know. You don't chop them fast? You know, not fast, but you don't want to chop them too early. Oh, okay. Wanna, but you don't chop them too early because then the, all the slimy, you know, stuff liquid comes out. comes out. Okay. So, so you're cutting off the bottoms. Yeah, cutting off the bottoms. Okay. Bye bye bottoms. <laughs> okay. Nice and thin. So it looks like like an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah, really thin. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love the cross section of okra. is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's like a star. Okay. All right, so that was about five okra. Uh, and then I will save half of the batter for later. We're gonna make kimchi pancake, okay. right? So right now we're so making shrimp and okra The regular, pancake. the batter, okay. I will save in a different mixing bowl okay. before I add. Got it. So, so this you, is enough batter for two pancakes. It's more than enough, oh. yes. You know, like you can, if you like pork, you can add pork, bacon's fine. Bell peppers works. So you, you don't have works. to cook. You're just putting the raw okra right into the batter. So you don't right. pre-cook the okra. No. And you don't pre-cook the shrimp. No. So this is a very efficient dish. So in okay. a preheated, non-stick. Right. So this is a non-stick eight-inch pan. I, I would say yes. Yeah, eight-inch. What kind of oil are you using? I just use uh, regular canola oil. Okay. And then... I have... And by the way, this pan was heating up while you were doing everything. Yes. It has been heating up for almost 10 minutes. <laughs> like, but like a super low heat. Now, okay. now I crank the heat, heat up. Okay. And then here, okra goes in. Okay. And I would add some shrimps in. So it's a handful of deveined shrimp. Wait a minute. Did, Did you peel? cut those in half? You cut them in half. Yes, I cut in half as Crosswise. Well. Is that mm -hmm. just to help them cook more quickly? Yes, it is. And I think it, you know, the, I like thin pancake so when the shrimp is too thick thick it comes off right so i didn't mean crosswise you actually cook you cut them in half lengthwise so they are mm -hmm. they look like a shrimp but they're half as thick yes ah yeah. so that's the key okay thin ingredients so, all right here we go giant ladle also here you mix it with a ladle and now you use the ladle to put the batter <laughs> in because you're so efficient <laughs> okay it goes in the pan now Gorgeous. And then you want to flat that out, you know? You're, you're uh, basically pressing it out into the sides of the mm -hmm. pan with the back of the ladle. And now you're adding a little more batter just so you can fill the whole bottom of the pan. Right. Uh -huh. And then once you put it down, you want to lower the heat a little bit. 
So it doesn't cook too fast. No. You want it to cook. You want to build a crust. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you need a spatula. Okay. To make sure it's not... They're using a rubber spatula to sort of like a, yeah. scoot under the edges to make sure that... Yeah, you mm -hmm. definitely need a non-stick pan for this dish. Yeah, no definitely. No joke. You cannot... And then you just give a little time, like maybe I would say one minute. Okay. And then if you need more oil, you yes. can add a little bit. So you're drizzling extra oil around the edges to mm -hmm. sort of scoot under the pancake. Mm -hmm. Do you drizzle any over the top while it's No, sitting? I don't. Okay. okay. So mm -hmm. I want to put a little more okra. Ah, you're feeling like you want to have okra in every little spot. <laughs> it is a very pretty looking pancake. Just with the cross sections of the okra, and now that the shrimp is turning pink. Yes, and you're gonna, gonna give a, a you wanna give a little You're swirling the pan yeah, just swirl. to make sure it doesn't stick. Yes. And then you see the edges are getting cooked. Yeah. And then you see the a little light, you know, getting a little yellowish. Yeah. And then it's turning into brown. You want that, right? Okay. You constantly just turn, make sure it gets an even color and right. crust. And then you also see the shrimps is getting pink. Mm -hmm. which means it's getting cooked and the better it's okay because we're gonna flip it later okay and then you see the bottom is still it's still getting, right, it's yeah, getting there brown. but it's not not brown yet so i, I think, think this will be much easier when i've made them in the past i think i've used too wide a pan it's mm -hmm. very difficult to flip a 10 inch or 12 inch pancake mm -hmm. so it looks like an eight okay. inch is the right so you see when you See the edges, you can see that it's a little, oh, yeah, it's, it's getting brown, brown right? Mm -hmm. So you can go. Are you gonna flip it? I won't. <laughs> right out of I the pan. Show you, 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 you know, you don't have, you feel not confident. You always grab a, you know, a plate. Okay. You know the trick, right? I mean, you're gonna slide this onto the plate and then flip it back in. Yes, yes. I have seen that. I have yes. never. I have, don't then, have enough confidence to do that because I don't want to ruin my pancake. And then also you see that like the, the pancake observed most of the oil already. So when you flip it, right, you'll, you'll have need to, to add more oil. Exactly. Got it. You oh, see? That looks perfect. That's yeah, nice now. and golden. All right. So you're sliding it onto a plate face yeah. up. And then I'm going to add more, oil, right? More and oil then. to the pan. Okay. okay. And then how are you going to get this back in the pan? We're going to just... She puts it right into the pan. Yeah, you have to. So yeah, it. if you have a small enough pancake, it seems like yeah. That's and when not you flip it, yeah, you want to crank up the heat again because the the temperature on the pan drops immediately. So when you flip it, you just have to believe in yourself. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. So I'm cranking up the heat because the half of the pancake is already done right okay so you just want to get a nice color on that side okay so you you don't want to cook it in a low heat and taking it forever that way you're going to overcook the shrimp too okay so crank I will so that. about a minute on the other side yeah, yeah a minute or less than two minutes for sure okay, okay. it looks delicious it smells good. It smells really good. <laughs> Amazing. I cannot wait to eat this. So we're going to eat this with a tomato kimchi? And my mom's kimchi, and we'll see. And, okay, yeah. fantastic. The tomato kimchi is more like a salad style that I really like. Yeah. And the kimchi gives, like, spiciness to the pancake. 
because it has like a flour, eggs, and oil. Mm -hmm. So you need some spice. Yeah, the definitely. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, good. Okay, I'm gonna turn it off. Okay, great. Yeah, flip back again. Are you gonna flip it back over? How yeah. come? Why don't you just slide it onto the plate? But because that side is better. Oh, okay. I want to see the better side. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful. So now we've got our chopsticks here. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. So, so this is yes. six. Okay. Uh, I I forgot to. I we need to make the dipping sauce. Oh, okay. Great. So we're coming back to the stove. Yes. Okay. So what's in the dipping sauce? So dipping sauce has a soy sauce. Rice wine vinegar and this charred scallion. Okay. So you have a grill getting really, really hot. Okay. And then drizzle a little bit of uh, oil. Okay. On the scallion. Make sure it gets. So they're lightly oiled, and you're throwing these into a grill pan. Mm hmm. Grill pan. I have, I'm still holding my um, chopsticks because I'm ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but I am willing to wait for the dipping sauce. Okay. So. Make sure the pan is very hot. Okay. So you. So the charring the... is just for for flavor. That yes. kind of give an extra flavor and a layer. You know, when you get charred, of course. Yeah. You. You know, you taste the smokiness. Right. So it's, it's not so much for cooking them; it's for getting that that smoky flavor. Mm -hmm. They'll still be sort of raw, raw and charred, or are you going to cook them long enough that they both cook and char? Um, it's more like a getting a charred flavor. They really cook so fast. I'm looking at them, they, they already look cooked. They mm -hmm. really get nice and dark green. Oh, and beautiful. You see, you so now you have some mark. grill marks on the mm -hmm. scallions. Yeah, I, I, I cook like a couple minutes to get really nice charred, mm -hmm. and then I chop them up and then add it into the sauce and mix it. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. The sauce is really easy too. So does a Korean pancake always have a dipping sauce? Yes, but it's mostly just a soy sauce and vinegar. Right. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. People always think of soy sauce as a condiment, but a, a real dipping sauce is a mixture of soy and vinegar. Mm -hmm. So it's not just salty, it's salty and sour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has oh God, to those be. Are, that's that's okay, two minutes that they're almost done. Yeah, they are completely done, done now. Yeah, so I'm going to turn that off. Okay. And then take it out of the pan. Great. Right. So you're going to chop those up? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll take that. Thank you. Then... So what knife do you use? I just use... <laughs> That's not just a knife. That's a beautiful knife. Uh, my roommate actually uh, got this knife from his, her work. She gets some samples. So you are the chef, but mm -hmm. you're using someone else's knife? <laughs> it's a Worcestershire, but it's like it's a certain kind of handle that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Looks like an aided <laughs> chef's knife, but really a beautiful steak. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I put it in a smaller bowl. I just want to say, this is why I love going into chef's home kitchens, mm -hmm. because what you use in a restaurant kitchen is very different. But if people would only see that, you know, that lauded chefs when they're home mm -hmm. use plastic ladles to mix eggs and flour. <laughs> they use their roommate's knives. It's not about the equipment. <laughs> it's really, it's very eye-opening. I love it. Okay. Which give everybody... <laughs> A good feeling. So you're, is this half and half vinegar and soy or what's the ratio? I more oh, rice wine vinegar. Interesting. I thought it'd be more soy sauce. Mm. So it's mostly vinegar. It's like two parts of 
vinegar and one part soy and the chopped scallions. Yes, almost like that. And then I'll mix it. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna dip my chops in there. It's delicious. It is. Okay. I'm about to switch up the way I do my dipping sauces. So. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready. Now I've got my chopsticks poised. So how do you eat this? So it's a whole pancake. So you don't cut it, right? You don't really cut traditionally. You just use chopsticks. To just sort of pull it apart? Oh, you're using the two chopsticks separately. Yeah. And uh. then table side. That's how, you know, it's supposed you to be shared. Two chopsticks, okay, and then you just grab a piece. Mm -hmm. And then, oh <laughs> this is the hardest part about a podcast is nobody gets to eat this with us, so we're gonna have to explain. Okay, you dip it here, okay, and put it on your plate, okay, and grab a piece of my mom's kimchi. Of course, your mom's kimchi. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the six it. month old, not the yeah. one year. Stay away from that. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh my goodness. Mm. So tender. That is what I was hoping to get out of this today, was how to make a tender Korean pancake and not a gummy one. That is fantastic. That's, first of all, that's a meal. It is. It's got a vegetable, it's starch, and a protein. Voila! <laughs> and it's very easy. I think everyone should know how to make good Korean pancakes. I do too, because it's a way to use up anything in the yeah, refrigerator. What are like other ingredients you could use? I did a bell pepper before, mm -hmm. and jalapenos, if you like. And you can add some mint leaves in there too. Mint leaves? Yeah. Interesting. And just be creative. You know, scallions of course, carrots fine, onions work. So this, the thing I love about this is the okra. I can't say that I normally get all excited about okra, but um, it's so, it's still kind of crunchy and fresh. I think if okra is cooked for too long, it gets very gooey. Mm -hmm. But this is almost like you're treating it like a crisp vegetable. Yes, that's why I didn't cut it until the last minute. Mm -hmm. I cut it and then put it in the batter and then make the pancake right away. This is fantastic. and. Thank you so much for eliminating this. I think I might change the entire podcast format and I'm just going to go and have people teach me how to cook all over town. I'm tired of teaching. It's so much more fun to be a student. I'm going to try this um, fresh tomato kimchi as well. Mm. I love that. It's so sour and bright. So the kimchi is good too, but that is definitely like eating a salad with a very strong vinegar dressing. It is. It's just more like a salad. Sometimes I add it into uh, sesame oil and arugula, just just like salad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Jay, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me in here. I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo! <laughs>